Welcome to the Voice of V podcast, where I talk about things that matter to me, might matter to you, and in the end, just might foster an understanding of perspectives, realities, and what makes us who we are. We live in love in a great, big, diverse society of people. And until we start to talk, to listen, and think, we're not going to make progress. Sometimes heavy, sometimes not. But always from a place of good with an intent to do no harm. That being said, I make mistakes. So feel free to reach out and let's talk about it. I am V, so let's get to it. Coffee. If you love it as I do, what is it about coffee? I'm going to call this my ode to the glorious elixir derived from the coffee bean. Is it the aroma that floats across your nasal olfactory as the oil of the freshly ground beans awaken? Is it the dark and sultry appearance swirling around awaiting your choice of additions to suit your particular palate? Is it the comfort of wrapping your sleepy hands around a warm mug? Or is it that warmth that soothes your soul at first sip? Whatever it is, consider this over your next morning cup of joe. This ode to coffee. I developed this ode after watching a news story this week about how climate and other influences are placing challenges on the growing and cultivation of coffee beans. This is nothing new, but this week it hit me a little differently. I used to consume copious amounts of coffee every day. About four years ago, I dropped back to just one, albeit very large, cup per day. On rare occasions, there might be a second cup. So in a small way, my personal consumption might or might not help in the effort to save the great coffee bean. Either way, I think about that daily cup with more appreciation. A, it's my one and only moment of coffee for the day, and B, you better enjoy it for one day it might not be possible. And much like many things we take for granted, you'll only miss it when it's gone. I'm going to tie this in to Sunday's episode. <sighs> Football. In about five weeks, the NFL opens the 2022 season. And on August 27th, college football has its first set of games. To say I'm looking forward to this would be an understatement. Last year, this whole football season was under a cloud for me. But I'm feeling much better this year and can look forward to some fun weekends of wings, barbecue, subs, snacks, ribbing, ribbing my rivals and cheering on my teams, having a couple of hours a week to just lighten the emotional burdens of life. And speaking of the NFL, which really is less of a football draw for me, as I prefer college, mainly because of how the NFL has changed over the years due to the business model. See, I was raised in a house that cheered for Coach Landry's team. And if you don't know who that is, you might be under the age of 40. Coach Landry was the very famous coach of the Dallas Cowboys in the days of players like Roger Staubach, Bob Lilly, Randy White, Tony Dorsett, Bob Hayes, and others. Back then, the team rosters didn't change as rapidly as many of them do today. Much like other careers, gone are the days of staying with the team your entire working career. 
In some ways, that made it easier to become and stay a fan of a particular team. Family pressure might play a little part as well. College football is headed in this direction, but that's another story, and I'll save that for another time. My point in the story is my team follows are changing, and I'm here to publicly state those allegiances for the upcoming season. Sorry, Mom, but it's time for me to change teams. This year, I'm stepping over to the AFC to support the East Division Buffalo Bills. I really like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, along with some other exciting roster additions that they've made in the offseason. Second, I'm adding the Kansas City Chiefs because I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. But college football? College football is nothing without the excitement of the teams of the SEC. I was raised a Florida Gator, but on Saturdays, I am SEC all the way, all the time. I have some outlying teams that I've followed for a while, and those are the Oklahoma State Cowboys and the Kansas Jayhawks. Mostly I follow those two teams for basketball, but I do keep up with their football teams as well. Close by here in Montana, it's Montana and Montana State. Both of those teams ended up with excellent seasons last year, so this might be another fun season to watch both of them. I'm truly looking forward to the start of play because it also means that fall weather season is near and oh boy, this makes me happy. Whew. Photography. I read this past week about Nikon and Canon finally abandoning the production of their DSLR cameras. This, of course, is in reference to the shift to mirrorless technology. This is the biggest shift in equipment since the shift from film to digital. And while DSLRs and mirrorless are both digital, the equipment is very different. For most applications, this really won't be an issue. The impacts will mostly be felt in the sports photography segment. I will not get down in the weeds with all the many technical aspects of this shift, but the one thing I will mention is batteries. Mirrorless cameras rip through batteries, meaning that for certain types of photography, you will have to carry a lot of batteries. Batteries get heavy, and that's a real pain having to switch them out constantly. But what I really want to talk about with photography is related to another story. I ran across this story, and it has to do with the shift to the favoring of video over photos. This makes me sad simply because I don't understand why one has to replace the other. But social media, in my opinion, has played a huge part in the shift away from photos. I understand wanting to be entertained because, I mean, I, I partake of entertainment on TikTok videos and that sort of thing as well. I love YouTube videos too. Instagram is making the move away from photos in an effort to compete with TikTok. Sadly, Instagram was the go-to application for most photographers to showcase their art and reach more people. Yes, I said what I said, art. And that brings me to another point. How I feel that social media is ruining the art of photography. For me, photography is an artistic expression. There is more to a photo than what today's influencers on social media use them for. If there is any selling to be done, it is of the art itself, and not the item or the lifestyle photos so prevalent on social media that's being pushed today. It's ruining the expression of the artist behind the lens that sees so much more than something of a consumer nature. I sit in my living room chair every day, and I look at the photos on my wall, and I remember so many things about the day uh, each of those photos was taken, and why. 
my photos. The photos, they're a representation of an experience that remains in my mind of a moment captured in time forever. And the photos on my wall are not only my own, but the work of others that I admire. Florida-based photographer Travis Faley, who is a good friend and amazing photographer, has wall space in my home with his shot of Judas Priest lead singer Rob Halford. World traveler Canon Blue Laley, who is also a friend and fellow Queen of the Pit photographer, took a shot of In This Moment guitarist Travis Johnson that I have in my office. I don't even have one of my photos of him on the wall. Concert photographer to some of today's biggest bands, Rob Finn, has two spots on my wall. There are also spaces reserved for John Kuchko and Jim Montanus, both of New York State, State landscape photographer fame. But they are of such a level that I will have to work up to acquire some of their work. But it is a goal. My point in bringing this up is that photographers are artists. We do what we do in the same way a painter takes a brush to the canvas. Historically, photographers have captured moments in time that a thousand words would struggle to explain, and we must never lose the appreciation of that medium. Video has a place alongside, not instead of photography. And I'll leave it at that. I do have one last silly tidbit before I go. What is it about the shower and the thought processes? Does anyone do their best thinking in the shower? Because I sure do. I was thinking the other day when I got out of the shower, I need a waterproof voice recorder so I can keep track of all these amazing TED Talks I give in the shower on any number of topics. Without pause, without glitches, without misspeaking, without verbal typos. It's incredible. I don't know what it is. Somebody please write me and explain it to me. And with that, I think that'll do it for today's show. If you'd like to support this podcast, please follow the link in the show notes. Take care of yourself, and remember to also take time for yourself. And I will view you next week. Peace.